Let's welcome the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. For the next few minutes, we're going to take you by way of radio to New York and the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Welcome to the 2018 Easter Radio Special.
And there's soloist Charles Allen and the six-time Grammy Award-winning Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. That was a track from the We Come Rejoicing Live CD. Happy Easter. I'm Ken Lamb, your host for the 2018 Easter Radio Special. Keep your dial set right there for your favorite music from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Here's soloist Karen Melendez Rampersard with the 300 Voice Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. This is He Loved Me. I was lost in my sins when he found me. Broken and in despair. Desperately searching for something. And someone who
Coming up, Pastor Jim Cimbala's Easter message. We'll hear a special story from one of the soloists on the new Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir CD. And Carol Cimbala will have a sneak preview of some of the tracks from the new project to be released on Friday, April 6th. You are listening to this, the 2018 Easter radio special from the Brooklyn Tabernacle in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm your host, Ken Lamb, hoping that you're enjoying the music as much as we are enjoying bringing it to you. We'd like to hear from you. Drop us an email at radio at brooklyntabernacle.org. Or if you prefer writing, our mailing address is the Brooklyn Tabernacle, 17 Smith Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11201. Coming right up, Carol Simbola will join us. We'll be right back. I am reminded the latest album from the six-time Grammy Award-winning Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir builds upon their rich legacy with exciting new music. This album offers a combination of original songs and favorite choruses that the choir sings on Sundays at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And this is the title song from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir's brand new album. I Am Reminded is a soundtrack of God's everlasting love. I Am Reminded will be released worldwide digitally and in stores on Friday, April 6th. The Brooklyn Tabernacle would like to invite all singers, songwriters, musicians, choir directors, worship leaders, and anyone involved in music ministry to attend the 2018 Music Conference held in New York City at the Brooklyn Tabernacle, October 5th through October 7th. Be sure to mark your calendars and save the date. Feel free to share the news about this exciting conference with friends and colleagues who are involved in Christian music ministry of any kind. Everyone attending the conference will be learning songs from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir's new album, I Am Reminded, worshiping the Lord collectively and enjoying times of prayer so that you will be better equipped to touch more lives with the love of Jesus. We are believing that this will be a life-changing event for all participants. Registration will be open soon. For more information, go to our website, brooklyntabernacle.org. We're looking forward to seeing you this October 5th through October 7th for the 2018 Brooklyn Tabernacle Music Conference. Welcome back. I'm Ken Lamb. Coming up, we will chat with the choir's director, Carol Simbola. But first, Jason Crabb and the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. This is I'm Amazed. No one knew how alone I was feeling. And the emptiness I tried so hard to hide Though I laughed and said my life was fine without you I was covering up the secret tears I cried Then one day someone told me of your mercy and the love you show on a hill called Calvary. There you die and purchase my redemption. When you broke sin's pot and set my spirit 
stronger than my weakness and your ear is open every time I Jason Crabb and the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, and I'm Amazed. That song was written by Carol Cimbala. And before we turn on Carol's mic, a few facts. The Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir started in 1973 with just eight members. Four decades later, the choir has grown to almost 300 members. Over the years, the choir has recorded more than 200 songs. Carol has written a number of tunes herself, When the new album titled I Am Reminded is released on April 6th, it will be the 30th choir CD. The choir has been awarded six Grammys, seven Dove Awards, has three number one albums charted by Billboard magazine, and has sold over four million albums. That being said, it's now my pleasure to introduce Carol Cimbala. Thank you, Ken. All I can say is if we have accomplished anything here at the Brooklyn Tabernacle, it was the Lord. All of the credit and glory goes to him. And the Grammys, the Dove Awards, I look at it as broadening our platform so that we can reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we sing. We sing the gospel 
And we want people to come to know Jesus Christ through the message of our songs. And that's our goal and that's our purpose. It won't be long before the choir's new album will be released. As we've said, this is the 30th Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir recording. Carol, please tell us a little bit more about it. Last summer, we decided we were going to record another album. The Lord was so gracious to give us songs. And one of those songs, which is actually the title of our album, is I Am Reminded. One night, I just woke up and I was singing, I am reminded of all of God's blessings, all of his faithfulness. And that's our testimony. He has been through these 30 years so faithful to us. And he's provided what we've needed. And today, God has given us new soloists that are singing and are blessing our congregation. They will be heard on this new album. In addition, God blessed us this past year with a wonderful orchestrator, arranger, and his name is Bradley Knight. And he has come on staff here at the Brooklyn Tabernacle and has been such a blessing. So with Bradley Knight and others that I have on my staff, we've been able to collaborate and write songs that we believe will really bless those that hear and bless the churches and provide material for churches needing choir music. So we're real excited about it. We know that the Lord is going to bless it and use it for his glory because that's our prayer That's why we record, that's why we sing, and we just want to see the name of the Lord glorified. You know, Carol, our digital editor, Dave Henson, has been at work crafting a montage of some of the tunes. Let's give that a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Choir's new album is entitled I Am Reminded and will be released worldwide digitally and will be in stores Friday, April 6th. More information is available online at brooklyntabernacle.org. A popular feature on these Brooklyn Tabernacle radio specials is meeting one of the members of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. 
We are honored to have a very special guest. She sings in the choir. She is a soloist on the new album. Carol, if you will, please introduce our guest. I would like for you to hear the story of Aisha McCarthy. She's been singing in the choir for a number of years. She has a beautiful voice, but more importantly, the Lord has really changed her life and given her a new song. I was born and raised in Jamaica, West Indies. As a child, my grandmother would bring me to church and I enjoyed going to church. Church meant that you were able to put on your pretty dress and your pretty shoes that mom had sent from America. It meant Sunday school with my friends listening to the stories from the Bible and singing songs. Around the age of nine, I migrated to America to be with my mom and my younger sister. My mom was involved in a church then, and she pretty much showed me the ropes of church and introduced me to Christ. I was excited and curious about God. I somehow thought that He only dealt with grown-ups, and that's why children went to Sunday school and the grown-ups went to church. I thought, now I get to know Him, now I get to sing the songs that the grown-ups sing, and I get to read the Bible for myself. I was just so hopeful. As a teenager, it became hard dealing with the world and school and following the rules of the church. I couldn't differentiate what was a church rule versus what was scripture. I was very confused. I thought that if I wore pants and and if I did not wear a hat, if I wore nail polish, that I possibly was disappointing God and that I would end up in hell. The fear of going to hell really hung over my head as a a dark cloud. I had perfected the songs. I had perfected the church lingo. I knew what not to wear. I knew what not to say. I knew everything about church, but still I did not know God. Because I was flawed, I couldn't keep up with the rules and I found myself outside of the church. I found myself searching and I had no clue what I was searching for or who I was searching for. And I was looking in every corner and in every friend and in every face to find what I was looking for and in every church. But somehow I kept on coming up empty. And what I was really looking for now I can see was a relationship with God. I found myself at my wit's end, broken and just about given up. And I concluded that maybe I was searching for something that wasn't real. I had no hope. I wasn't looking forward to anything. And one day, in the midst of one of my darkest and loneliest seasons, I heard the song, At the Cross. And I looked up the choir that sung it, and I downloaded the entire album. And it was like a drink of water after being parched. I listened for weeks until finally I decided, okay, maybe I should go and see this choir. And I mustered up all the strength I could and I found my way to the church and I sat in the farthest corner. I hadn't been in church for so long. How dare I enter his house in such a state of mess? I was appalled at myself for even coming and I was trying to convince myself to leave. But something within me wouldn't let me leave. And I sat and I listened, and I cried, and I prayed, and I accepted Christ, the living God, into my life right there in my seat. And I felt like I found what I was looking for. God became very present to me. He became my present help. 
Just as a baby learns how to walk, I had to learn how to trust God, not as Jesus from the stories in Sunday school, but as Jesus, the risen Savior. He was real. Christ was alive and he was alive within me. Shortly after that, I became a member of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church and auditioned to become a part of the choir. All I wanted to do was just literally stand in the back and just be able to just sing with them and hope that what the choir did for me in one of my darkest, darkest times, that I can be a part of doing that for someone else, to just give hope and to show another side of God, His peace and His love and His strength and just show how much He cared. I had no idea that one day I would end up leading a song on the album. It seems like a whirlwind and, and I couldn't believe that I was the same person who was just searching in a world of darkness and I couldn't believe that I had finally found God and I had finally found a relationship with Him. And I feel that what was wrong in my life. For so many years I had religion. I knew everything about the church. I knew everything I should do and shouldn't do, but I never had relationship. And once I was introduced to Christ, the true and living God, my life changed drastically. And now I can sing a new song of praise unto the Lord boldly because I know that He is risen and that He lives and that one day we will see Him again. And here's a track from the new album, This is Sing a New Song.
And now we're happy to say the senior pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola, is joining us. Pastor, if you will, please give us a preview of your Easter message. I want to talk today about resurrection power. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just a historical fact. It opens up a phenomenal truth that too often we miss. That resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is God's plan for us to live the kind of lives he wants us to so that we can be a blessing to the world that he so dearly loves. Pastor Jim Cimbala's message is coming up. Right now, though, from the Declare Your Name CD, here is soloist Karen Melendez Rampersard and Oh the Cross. The 2018 Easter radio special from the Brooklyn Tabernacle in New York City will continue. We'll be right back. The ministry of the Brooklyn Tabernacle extends well beyond New York City via their website, brooklyntabernacle.org. There you'll find helpful information about the ministry of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. You can also catch Pastor Jim Simbola's sermons for online listening or portable use, as well as a daily devotional. You can worship with the congregation of the Brooklyn Tabernacle by watching the webcast, It streams the service in its entirety, and it's conveniently available on demand. There's even a mobile app for smartphones and tablets. Also online, there's information about the choir's new album, as well as a three-decade discography of all the choir's albums. Do you need prayer? You can submit your prayer request online. The Brooklyn Tabernacle Prayer Band will take your request to the Throne of Grace. BrooklynTabernacle.org online store has books by Jim and Carol Cimbala, all of the choir's CDs and DVDs, sheet music, and performance tracks. There is so much to see at the Brooklyn Tabernacle website, brooklyntabernacle.org. I am reminded the latest album from the six-time Grammy Award-winning Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir builds upon their rich legacy with exciting new music. This album offers a combination of original songs and favorite choruses that the choir sings on Sundays at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And this is the title song from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir's brand new album. Reminded, you have been faithful. 
Am Reminded is a soundtrack of God's everlasting love. I Am Reminded will be released worldwide digitally and in stores on Friday, April 6th. Welcome back. It's now my pleasure to introduce the senior pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Cimbala, with today's message. Here's the verse we want to talk about today. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel or good news, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ, isn't it? Paul says the first most basic fact that you have to remember, this is the good news. This is the message that Billy Graham proclaimed around the world. And that soldier has gone home to his reward. But this is the message that has power in ways that nobody can totally fathom. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Let's get that established and understand what it means. He was the substitute. God loved the world so much. But he couldn't violate his own holiness, and sin is abhorrent to him. And sin, according to his own word, has to be punished. But he didn't want to punish those who he loved. He wanted to find a way that he could be just and holy and remain righteous, but also open a door for those who would put their trust in his plan of salvation. And his plan of salvation is none other than his own son, Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth and died on a cross. He didn't die for his own sins. As you know, he was arrested and false charges were made against him. And the religious establishment turned him over to the Romans because they weren't allowed to perform capital punishment. So it was the Romans who strung him up, nailed him to the cross. There Jesus suffered from 9 o'clock in the morning till 3 in the afternoon at which time he committed his spirit to God and died. As he shed his blood on that cross, he was a substitute, the substitute for us. You remember back in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us that God had promised the soul that sins will die, but when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And that was what the great institution of the Passover night was about. An innocent lamb's blood was put on the top of the door and God passed by because someone had died as a substitute for the sins that the Israelites had committed, even though they were God's covenant people. And so it is with us. The Bible says that God laid upon Christ the sins of the whole world and he died and made atonement. He got judicial satisfaction made on our part so that God can pass over our sins and forgive us as we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And Paul says this is what the gospel is about. It's about putting your faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross. And he died for us. And on the third day, he rose again. That's the second part of salvation message. Not that just Jesus died, but that he was raised from the dead, which proved that he was not an ordinary man. Buddha, 
Muhammad, everyone else died, and their remains are somewhere in the earth. But Jesus could not be held by death. On the third day, he was raised from the dead, proving that he was the Son of God and that his mission had been accomplished on the cross and that God had accepted that sacrifice. And that's why he was raised from the dead and could eventually ascend back into heaven where he came from. Now, that power that raised them from the dead is something totally new. And this very promise of power that raised Jesus from the dead is also made for us. If the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal bodies, your human bodies. What does that mean? Well, it has a twofold meaning. When you receive Jesus Christ, when I receive Christ as my Savior, we are born again. And that born again experience means that God, the Holy Spirit, comes and dwells and lives within us. And that's the same power, the same one that raised Jesus from the dead, now dwells in every believer. Just think of the unused power, misused power, neglected power, unknown power that lives inside of us. Why did God put his spirit inside of us? So that we could say, oh, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit and Christ lives inside of us. No, more than that, we can say those things. But he put his power within us that just as he was the substitute on the cross and he died for our sins, he could be the substitute living in us through the Holy Spirit so that we could be the people that he wants us to be. What I'm saying is a drastic truth, radical truth. God will not work with Jim Cimbala. I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. But God has just declared, I will not try to change you, work with you, improve you. You are hopeless, Jim Cimbala. You're just carnal. You're selfish. I'm not working with you. I'm not going to change you around the edges. No, but I've got a better answer for you. I'm going to live inside of you. And as you trust me and die daily to yourself and let me live through you, now you'll show the love that I want the world to see. Now you'll have the peace that passes all understanding because it'll be my peace. It'll be my joy. It's not going to be some human imitation of joy. You don't have to try hard to be like Christ because you can't be like Christ. Christ can only be Christ, and that's why God put his spirit inside of us so that moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour, we can yield and trust his power to work in us and through us. Paul says that in Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not me who lives. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me and through me so that I can be an overcomer over the world, the flesh, and the devil. I want to talk to some believer now who is struggling with some weakness, some sins, some stronghold of the enemy. You can't seem to overcome it. And you struggle and you try. If I could only read more Bible verses, if I could only go to church more, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. It's all hopeless. Nothing will ever change me. Me is me. I can't be changed. God doesn't want to work with me. He wants to work through Christ. Christ is his final and only word to the world, not only on the cross, but now living inside of us through the Holy Spirit. He will live through you. You will be an overcomer because his life always defeats those fleshly weaknesses we all have. So Jesus was raised from the dead, giving us the guarantee of eternal life for ourselves. One day we will be raised 
and to live with him forever. But even before that, God's Spirit, Jesus, the life of Christ, through the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And believer, believe that today. Trust God today. Don't try. Don't struggle. Let's trust him. Jesus, the body was laying in the tomb. It took the action from outside to raise him from the dead. And that's the same way God works in and through us. And I want anybody here listening to me who is not a born-again Christian, please listen now. God loves you so much, has this beautiful plan for your life, but it has to begin by you saying, I can't make it. I'm wrong. I've sinned against God. I'm not doing what my conscience tells me, what the Word of God tells me. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. He will come in and change you today, not tomorrow. It's not a five-step program. Jesus said you can be born again in an instant. The moment you say, God, have mercy on me, forgive me, and I want to pray with you along those very same lines. Father, we come to you today and we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We make no excuses. We don't justify, rationalize anything. We ask you to have mercy for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. We believe that he is your son, that he came 2,000 years ago, that he died on a cross for our sins. And we plead that blood over our lives. We accept that sacrifice as our atonement, the sacrifice that covers all the wrong we've done. We thank you that blood has never lost its power. And we thank you that you not only forgive past sins, but you give us the power to live the kind of victorious lives you've always planned for us. That is not done by us, but it's done once again by Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. Let us live in that way so that the world can see that God is not dead. Jesus is not dead. He's alive and he's living through us so that the world might know the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Cymbala. Here's soloist Susan Quintine and the choir. This is Saved.
out of time, but before we go, we do want to thank you for listening. Your comments are welcome. The mailing address is the Brooklyn Tabernacle, 17 Smith Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11201. That's the Brooklyn Tabernacle, 17 Smith Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11201. Our email address is radio at brooklyntabernacle.org. Remember to download or pick up the choir's new album to be released on April 6th. Watch our Sunday service in its entirety. The weekly video includes worship, special music, and the message. Check it out on the web at brooklyntabernacle.org. Next time you're in the New York area, please worship with us Sundays at 9, 11, and 1. The choir sings at all three services. Tuesday's prayer service begins at 7 p.m., doors opening at 5. The executive producers of today's program, Jim and Carol Simbola, Recording engineer Michael Archibald, station relations Alexandria Fuentes. Today's program was edited by Dave Henson, and I'm Ken Lamb. Now with a closing thought, once again, here's Pastor Simbola. Well, I hope my message from the Bible, the Word of God, was a blessing to you. Remember, it's all about Jesus. He is not only the substitute sacrifice, he is the life. Remember when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That means your life, my life, if we'll let him live through us as we put our trust in him moment by moment. Oh, what a great celebration this is for Easter. Jesus is not dead, he's alive. And he's our Lord and Savior, and he's living in us today through the Holy Spirit. On behalf of my wife, Carol, who directs the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, on behalf of the entire congregation, we wish you a blessed and happy, holy Easter celebration as we celebrate Jesus is alive.